0: Welcome to the Main Character Podcast, a space where people can be their own main character and you get to join in on the ride. Hello and welcome back to the Main Character Podcast. Today I am sharing an episode that is um, very exciting for me to do. Um, I'm speaking to someone who is a lot of the inspiration for actually why I started this podcast, a main reason um, where I got the name. Um, and the kind of the go get attitude to actually kind of start this. So welcome, Noah. Wow, I'm
1: flattered. Thank
0: you. Um, So Noah is my boyfriend and we live together at the moment. Um, And Noah is a person that I have some amazing conversations with about Everything I think across the board, we have incredible conversations all the time. Yeah,
1: there's nothing we don't talk
0: about. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Let's get him on a podcast. <sighs> Sounds
1: like a good idea. His Let's voice
0: needs to be heard. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> um, so I want to start off <laughs> talking about um how Noah and I met.
1: Oh wow, this old story. <laughs> eh? <laughs> you mm. know,
0: I think the people that are close to me, you've heard this
1: probably. Bit too much.
0: A million times. I love this story. It's my favorite. I mean, you'll always love the story about how you met the love of your life, right?
1: Yeah. I mean it's our story, yeah.
0: It is, you know, when you know you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um we were at a festival um over New Year's. Correct. Beautiful times. Um and you know, event after event happened. And I just remember walking up to this boy wearing an orange jacket or jumper, sitting in a deck chair. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Hey, have you seen my wallet?"
1: And then that was it. That was <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: and then, um, so we sat down, and I think we spoke about everything. Um, and. I really kind of took a deep dive into astrology because if you know me you know it's all I talk about it's something that I believe very strongly in um, and when I was kind of explaining to Noah and his mate you know about why I believe in it and why I love it so much it was actually kind of like the first time I spoke out and appreciated the physics and the science behind what i believe in
1: yeah well it was like it was the first time that i'd ever really like been educated about it at all really so it was like a whole <clears> new world, <throat> world for me and i kind of just i don't know opened up into i guess the relationship with the universe you know and it was just made like a lot of sense at the time and and i
0: think i you know i was actually really perplexed when i found out that Noah is a fellow Capricorn. Yeah. You know, that kind of blew my mind. But then when you look at us, and I mean, you look at Noah's birth chart. Um, so his sun, his rising, his moon, all of his like planets and where they are. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful boy, everyone.
1: I've got no idea what it means, but <laughs> apparently it's not It's not too bad.
0: <laughs> um, so for those listening who, who would like to know, so Noah is a Capricorn with a Capricorn rising. Um, and a Pisces moon, which I think makes him a really amazing thinker and a really deep thinker, which is, I think why I love having such beautiful and like intellectual conversations with him.
1: Well, yeah, I think that was like our first, as soon as, I think as soon as we met, I feel like it was just a, straight into the d Yeah, 100%. And
0: a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um, like it was just one big d n m that kind of just went. On for a fair few hours.
0: Um, I, I remember it was just like four, like yeah, it would have been like three or four hours, I think we just spoke yeah. nonstop. Yeah. About and Noah and I have a really like common ground of music and I think
1: Yeah, that's what that was like that's what sold me really. <laughs> music. That got me.
0: Um so <clears throat> so yeah, so i think i just wanted to ask you because i I mean i love touching on i'm going to touch on spirituality with kind of everyone that i talk to um what's your like kind of position on spirituality and your relationship with it and how it's grown and developed Um, through you know you growing up
1: well i think i don't know i'm trying to remember i think my Mum and dad were kind of pretty spiritual, I guess, you know. Mum and dad were kind of, you know, hippies. So I kind of, I guess I always had that influence. But I think as I got older, I kind of, I don't know, started thinking about it more and thinking more into it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know, I think it's around the time where everyone starts to wonder, you know, like, why we're here and, Mm -hmm. you know, who are we? How old were you when, like,
0: that kind of started to settle in?
1: Um... Um, I'd say maybe like really like full on into it, probably around like you, maybe like year 10, year 11, where I really started like kind of diving into it. Yeah.
0: So like 16, 17. Yeah. Around there probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the same for me as well.
1: Yeah. I think it's like a similar age for everyone. I think some are a little bit later, some are a little bit earlier, but I think when everyone starts asking those questions to themselves, spirituality is kind of what they come to. And I think it's something that everyone's kind of really interested in, but I know some people kind of hold back.
0: Yeah. I think Um, it's the fear.
1: Yeah, maybe it's some some of the fear. Some people just don't believe in it and that's, you know, completely fine. But, you know, I think we all have a soul and I think basically spirituality is just, you you know, your, your own connection to your soul really and how that connects to the universe and, you know, there's... So many things that come underneath that category of like, you know, astrology mm, yeah.
0: and
1: everything else. But yeah, I guess, um, yeah, it all started for me probably around 16, 17 when I started asking and then, um, um, I'm trying to, th- I'm really, I don't know if I haven't got like a full,
0: full on like kind of a p- like a timeline of, or
1: yeah. you know, it kind of just gradually happens I yeah.
0: guess. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about spirituality is I think it looks different for everyone. And um, I mentioned this book in the last podcast, Light is the New Black, but she kind of touches on, you know, it doesn't just kind of like happen. It's you making the start and doing like heaps of little things. Yeah. And then when you can take a moment to kind of reflect back on, you know, your spiritual knowledge and how open you were to that type of energy, you can really kind of look back and see the growth that you've made because it's a bunch of little steps. It's not just one big moment. Yeah,
1: well, that makes complete sense because I think like the first time where I kind of, I guess, kind of became like confident in my spirituality or in spirituality in general that it was like a real thing was, I just started paying attention to like all the little things that happened throughout my whole day. Yeah, of.
0: you just became like, a little bit more aware. Yeah,
1: just and I firmly believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, I think I just kind of really kept that mentality and then through the day, you know, it might, you know, it might just be something so little, like driving and then, you know, I get a red light and then I kind of just like consciously started thinking about everything that happens. Like, okay, I got this red light for whatever reason, because, you know, maybe if there wasn't a red light, if there was a green light, maybe I got in a car accident and died or yeah, something. You know? I know yeah. it sounds, that's just like the comparison. That I'm yeah. A hundred percent. But then like when, once you got to the end of the day and you, you go back and look at how everything progressed and how this happened because that happened and look at that, it kind of, I know it started to just build a relationship with, yeah, the universe and like how it's like a real thing, you know, and everything happens for a reason and as little or big, you know, that it can be. Yeah. It's all, like, you know, kind of towards your path. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, go day to day not really just going with the wind, going with the breeze, not really thinking about it. But I think to kind of have, like, a consciousness, I don't know, I can't really, I can't explain, like, what it is. Like, a, I don't know, yeah, it must just be, it's a consciousness of how the universe works and how the world works and how you work in it I guess and how your life's path is influenced by all these just different little things that all end up making you who you are I guess
0: yeah and I and you've also got so Noah also has a really beautiful interest in a lot of things um the environment um indigenous culture which we'll touch on later in the podcast as well um but psychology and I think when you told me that um, you know, at New Year's, I, and then you kind of like spoke about like your relationship to spirituality. It's like, one thing that I appreciate about you, like back then and now, is we have kind of like the same point of view, like the same understanding of spirituality and, you know, energy and stuff like that. But you have it from a different perspective so you know mine's more physics-based you know sound waves and energy and things like that whereas yours is kind of the brain
1: yeah well I think you know I think yeah we do have the same view it's just you know you've lived your life and I've lived mine so through the time we've just obtained you know different views and everything but overall it's like the same you know we agree with each other yeah but I think yeah like I think the minds yeah it really just I guess as I got older I came, just became more fascinated with how the mind works. And I think it kind of just stemmed from throughout high school, kind of like struggled with really bad anxiety and, you know, accompanied by depression as well. And as I got older, it kind of, I don't know, I kind of, I never, you know, I did the worst thing ever and just did nothing about it, you know, just pretend like it wasn't happening kind of, I just, mainly because, I don't know, I was just, I guess, afraid to do anything about it or speak about it because then it would become real, Real. you know? yeah. And as I got older, you know, kind of, you know, I got out of high school and I started working and I was working in a really, like with a boss who was an absolute, you know, prick. And it kind of just got worse and worse and worse, you know, it really just was not helping my mental health and then i think i know once i came to like my darkest darkest point you know darkest day it was it was while i was at work and i kind of just had this really just profound i don't know just like imagination like it was it, i wasn't controlling it and it it was almost like a dream but it was while i was working like it was just like all my attention was on it and i know i think because at work i just used to think constantly you know like while I'm working I just think 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 and you know sometimes those thoughts would go deeper and deeper and deeper and I started to realize that how much you can actually teach yourself just through deep thought you know and analyzing yourself and your life and everything and I think I think the ability to do that came actually came from anxiety and depression you know like that deep yeah. thought you know and in initially with depression and anxiety it's mainly negative but I think I started to realize that if you can just have power over your own thoughts then you can use that you know the things that that depth of negativity and change it to positive and that kind of thought just kind of hit me like a lightning bolt one day yeah. at work and this epiphany just kind of came to me and It was, I was at a house and there was a door and there was all these people, like, knocking at the door, trying to get in. It was like we were at a party and someone was behind the door and they just wouldn't let anyone in.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, they were, like, ridiculous. Like, they were upset. They were just, I don't know, everyone was really worried about them and they wouldn't let anyone in. And I was just watching, like, working out what was happening. And then once I knew that someone in there was like you know struggling I kind of just like this I know this just warm energy just kind of filled like inside me and I opened the door and I walked in and there's this person crying and I just I think I don't know it was just like subconsciously everything just started to flow like all these thoughts and realizations just started to flow and I was telling this person like what they needed to hear yeah and you know it it's it like you know it helps them like it like healed them straight yeah. away and then like after that I realized that everything that I had told that person was pretty much what I needed to hear yeah and I don't know it was it was I, I can't explain it but it was like a really crazy thing that happened to me and then when it faded I just kind of realized that i wanted wanted to be able to help people because i think a lot of people are struggling with the mental health you know i think a a massive majority of people really do you know some bigger than others some smaller than others but i think on some level we all have our own battles yeah and i just i just i don't think there's enough people that are aware of it themselves or don't know how to get help or so i kind of since that moment i guess i've just had more interest in psychology and i think that kind of just opened up in the universe for me like it just i don't know like once i realized that things just kind of started happening like i know like it might have just been small things but all of a sudden like all over the radio there was oh psychology course psychology course like I was like what the hell like i never heard that it might just be like a coincidence but
0: yeah No, no, nothing's (laughs)
1: equal. But I guess, and I think that was probably the moment where I kind of saw a path. Yeah. Because before that I didn't, you know, I'm doing carpentry still and, you know, it's a great trade to have. But, you know, I don't, I never saw it for myself as a kid or anything. It was just something I did. To get
0: you by. To get
1: me by, you know, to get a job. And I think that's what everyone does. But I think that was the first time that I actually... Knew what I wanted to do.
0: Your purpose. Definitely. Yeah,
1: like I think in like year eleven, I remember we had like a subject selection or something like that, and it's like a like a career outline, and they like took all the students into like a classroom, and they had like six different teachers, and you everyone's lined up to go and talk to these teachers, and you sit down, and they say, "All right, so what do you want to do for the rest of your uh, life?" And I you know, it's love just, how
0: they ask you that at such a young age. I know, and then
1: like I had no idea. <laughs> And I don't think anyone had any idea. Yeah. But then they're looking at you like an idiot because you've got no idea what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I think that's... I just had no idea for such a long time. And then that kind of moment just... Yeah, it really... I could just... Yeah, it just created a path for me. And I guess I've been following that ever since. And, you know, trying to do my own research and, you know, just deeper thinking. and Yeah. And um, I guess I think with my friends as well, you know, with my class friends, I guess we've kind of normalized the the talk about with mental health yeah, and stuff which like I love. that. And, I
0: love that so much. And
1: yeah, I feel like I don't know, I just I don't know if that's a rarity or not. But you know, I'm really grateful for it, and I think all my mates are too. You know, yeah, to be able to be open about it. Not everyone, you know, a lot of people can't can't be open, yeah. and that's fine. But I think the ones that can be, they really appreciate it and I think it's important to like normalize the talk about you know people's you know traumas and yeah mental health and battles and stuff like that and I think for me it's I think it's the best thing you could ever do really yeah like, to be able to help people in such a profound way I think that's the best thing I think that's what we're here for you know to be able to help each other so yeah, I think that's probably where my spiritual side comes from. It from yeah. the
0: psychological. I love that. Kind I haven't heard way. that story before, and I I love it so much. Yeah, there you go. Um, and also yeah, you're first, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and case in point, like the other the other night. I mean, you know, ISO has been hard on a lot of us. And if you're listening to this and you're you know struggling mentally. I urge you to kind of ask for help, you know, Lifeline, Beyond Blue, you know, the Butterfly Foundation for body image issues. They're all out there. But, you know, it was was only kind of when Noah held me and he was like, are you okay, that I actually kind of realised, you know, I'm not. And so, you know, I myself have been seeking out help. And even just like I'm, you know, I'm messaging this beautiful therapist from the US at the Mm. moment. Um, And it's a message every couple of days or, you know, a phone call here and there, like we'll book them and, you know, it'll be a journey. But I think the one thing that I was always so afraid of when it came to getting help was that. I don't know I was just like no if I don't understand myself no one can understand me and I and I think that the purpose of getting help is not actually for someone to completely understand you it's just so that you know you can speak out and you can verbalize something so that you can understand it for yourself yeah
1: exactly and I think the biggest step to taking like taking is just acknowledging that you need help yeah that you can't do it by yourself you know like it that that's huge you know like and i think it's it's something that's becoming more like common like i think you know if you look back at our you know our parents generation or their parents before them it was something that's just was never discussed or you know like people were were massive alcoholics and you know that it wasn't you know thought that they were suffering with depression it's just oh no they just they, they like just they just like the drink, to drink. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, and I think now I think we're just coming to a time where it's I, I don't know if it's happening more often people suffering from mental health or if it's just people are more aware of what mental health is, is now. Now, yeah,
0: I think I think it's also the older like all you know the more newer the generations are. I think that. The, the love is growing. Yeah. I mean, I think... Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... Um, Abby is also someone who is studying psychology at the moment.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah and
0: awesome. so, you know, I'll definitely have her on and talk to her about mental health because she's an amazing perspective to hear about, yeah. like, this type of topic from. For sure, yeah. Awesome. But I think having so many people around me in particular that are so mentally aware. Cause I mean, we might just be, you know, really special cases that are just around people that are particularly aware. Um, But I think, you know, awareness as a whole is a double edged sword. Um, There are some times where I hold myself and I hate that I know that I'm sad. Mm. I wish that I could just kind of ignore it and get on with my day. but then that would be doing a complete disservice to myself yeah. because not only would I just be damaging, you know, my inner child and, and me, you know, my ego now, but I would also, you know, I wouldn't be able to appreciate the good moments that come with this, like, yeah. with this life. So it's, it's crazy how, you know, I think of that as, as more of like an energetic kind of, Field and it's just energies and highs and lows, whereas you can really understand it from a brain perspective, which is a beautiful thing. I, this, this is why I love having yeah. these type of conversations with you.
1: But also, yeah, with that energy thing, you know, I think, you know, there's positive and, and negative energy, yeah. and I think, you know, we're constantly flowing through life and through positive and negative energy, you know, it's and it's a big um, wave you know, you don't necessarily have to have a reason for feeling negative at times, you know. And I think, you know, that's the... I think the worst thing you can do is kind of not realise, you know, okay, you're feeling negative, but you try and resist it. I think you cause more harm in the resistance than you do with actually, you know, you should just... The hardest thing to do is just realise that you're not feeling good today or whatever. But I think the more people try and fight it, you know, and people try and fight it with, you know, alcohol abuse, substance abuse, and...
0: I mean, even eating. Yeah, like, anything, you know. you know,
1: any way just to distract yourself or, you know, get out of it. But Distractions,
0: it's, that's it. It's a very
1: short-term solution. And um, I think, you know, a lot of people find that. And, you know, I found that with myself as well, you know, with, like, alcohol, and it's just... It's, it's not an answer, and it, it only makes things worse. Um, and, you know, I think it takes people a lot, to realize that, you know, I think it takes a lot of people to get to their absolute lowest to realize that it's it's not a solution, and I think that's why you know the negativity and the darkness is it, it's as bad as it can be. It's also, I think, a teacher. You know, I think I've learned the most things about life from from darkness. You know, and it's I think that's the light that you you get out of it. You know, is the lesson that you learn.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, you know, yin yang. You That's know it? we're big on yin yang in this serious house. You know? <laughs> this <laughs> the household. light, and the dark, the dark, it's not and the light. not shy
0: to the yin yang. Yeah,
1: but I yeah I think once you kind of realize that life just becomes a lot simpler. You know, if you know there's good times and there's bad times, and if you can learn from the bad times, that you know helps you in the good times, yeah. and it can even help you through even more bad times. And
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, yin yang.
0: That's it. I mean, I mentioned it in the last podcast as well. I think I, I talk oh, about it you? so often, oh, now because wow. it's just like <laughs> so dominant. But um, I also remember a really, really big kind of pivotal moment um, when I first met Noah. And the way that I just think about everything was, you know, we kind of use a lot of the experiences that we have at hand to kind of get these highs and we try and get as high as we can. Um, and, you know, and then once we get to that high, we're kind of like, now what? Yeah. You know, what actually did you get from doing that? Because after that high, there is an astronomical low. Yeah, you know, exactly. The higher you go, the lower... You, what did you say? the The more... The higher you go, the more room there is for you to... Kind of go yeah, by.
1: well, I think um, what I think what that kind of stemmed from was um, like I think as deep as deeply dark as you know your mind can wander, it that's how light it can be you know that's yeah. that's what creates the balance I think you know like no matter how dark things are you can always you know well th- this is just my personal experience but I found that the darker that I went once I found the light in it. I was just, um, I guess, I don't know, had a deeper understanding of things. And, yeah, it's like, what did I say? Jesus. Um, uh, the darker, uh, the deep, uh, something along. I yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> it's, been,
0: it's been a, a long time and a lot of deep conversations <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's lost in translation. <laughs> Go on. Um, but, yeah, and so I'm... It's been a little while that we've, you know, known each other. But I think, you know, we've been together at the time of recording just over three months. We've moved in. Is it only back? Yeah. Just you yeah. know, we're thinking like spiritually, it's been about two years at this point, yeah. loving life. Yeah. Um, but I think our spirituality pay- plays a really key part in us kind of knowing
1: yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think you know the. I think we just understand each other on a, you know, completely deep, such a deep level. You know, and spirituality is so important to you and important to me. Yeah. So I think that to have you know an appreciation for each other on such like a I don't know like a deep deeper level, I think you know, what's time? Do you know what I exactly. mean.
0: Exactly, time is relative. Yeah. So, um, and in you know. Another topic that you've also made me really open to in this short time of us kind of knowing each other is the environment, yeah um and your like passion for that and I think <clears throat> I touched on this in episode two, but um empathy is kind of like taking all of the weight of the world that's going on, whether you you know it or not, and kind of holding it you know on your shoulders and you've said to me before that you know when we had the horrible bushfires in australia that you felt you you know you kind of were able to feel the lows of i think what was echoing within the country oh
1: well it was just such a, a horrific thing i think anyone who's you know a proud australian you know this is our country and our land and just to see it in flames and all the wildlife that we lost you know it was it was a disaster you know and going to work every day and you know literally working in a in a cloud of smoke like could not see in front of me like I think you know none of us had ever really experienced things on that magnitude I guess you know coming you know knowing from where the the smoke came from in New South Wales it was just it was just a at such a big magnitude I guess and it was just horrific you know for the lives that we lost you know human lives both animals and you know, I think anyone that has a deep connection to this country, you know, felt that the pain of yeah. that for sure. And it's just, you know, same thing happening in America at the moment as well. And it's just, you know, a sign of, of climate change. And, you know, there's people who are denying it and, you know, it's, it's inevitable. And a lot of people, I guess, I don't know, I think we all have a responsibility to do something about it. You know, this yeah. is all our, this is all our... You know, this is our earth. Every single yeah. one of us, you know, and it's gonna take all of us to be able to cha- make a change yeah. for something. And you know, I think obviously the government needs to do something about it, but it, it takes us as well. And I think the the biggest thing is that a lot of people think that there's nothing that we can do. You know, what can we do? We're just yeah,
0: and I think that that comes from being so overwhelmed yeah like i think you know even the you know the indigenous like topic that we'll touch on in a while like i think the reason why people feel so helpless or just kind of turn their backs on it because because of the magnitude of it it's the world and that's a really big thing for people yeah um especially if you kind of you know, it takes a lot of strength to really kind of sit and understand how little but big the world is and kind of how little impact, how like how your little change can actually have such a great impact. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it's just a really overwhelming thing for people to kind of grasp on. And I think that that's why people struggle to kind of take responsibility for yeah the environment and their environmental footprint and everything like that
1: yeah well you look at you know look at the pollution in the ocean you know all the plastic wrappers wrappers that you know this cigarette butts and everything you know it all that all came from people who thought oh you know it's only one water yeah. bottle it's not going to make a difference you know that's and look at the pollution you know yeah. look at what devastation it's caused and I guess if, you know, that many people who don't think they can make a difference can make such a profound negative impact on the world and the environment, then, you know, if all those people started thinking positively about the world and that they can make a change, then, well, who knows what's possible, you know? But I think the most important thing is for everyone to be educated about climate change and
0: about the environment
1: as well. And I think some people kind of, turned off by it or intimidated by it. Well, not intimidated, but I guess scared to I face the said. reality, you yeah. know? Because it's pretty scary. And uh, I think the more you read into it, the more that's what you'll find. And I think a lot of people like to live in their bubble where, you know, yeah, just watch the news and everything's, you know, fine. It will yeah. be fine. Like Donald Trump said, don't like... Did you hear what Donald Trump no. said about the fires? He said, oh, don't worry, it's going to start... cool. It's going to start cooling down <laughs> about... Climate change is like, don't worry, it's going to start cooling now. Unless it's going to reverse itself or oh, something goodness. like that. Like when you've got someone like that leading, leading you know.
0: It's an, a little bit hard nation. to kind of stay educated. Oh, Do you think sure. that it's changing?
1: I think it is. I mean, like you look at Greta Thornburg and I think she really started a movement with people. Mm. And Especially were, the youth. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure, sure. You know, I think. And, um there's protests, there were, there were, you know, massive protests through, you know, every major city across the world. And, you know, I think that, that, that's, that's a huge difference, you yeah. know, that's just from one 16 year old girl that, you know, pretty much changed the world, Yeah, you know? and opens, opened the, everyone's eyes to what was yeah. really going on. And, I think we're making really good progress, but it's just at the at the moment with this pandemic, it makes it really hard to be able to be proactive in it. Yeah.
0: But I think as well, like to flip that on its head, you know, everyone being in isolation. I mean, like, did you see the footage of the Venice canals two weeks after? Yeah, I know. Like we went into isolation. You know, like if that can happen after two weeks you know and melbourne's such it's a massive city yeah um the traffic going into the city at peak hour is nuts and there's that that's you know basically non-existent at the moment so it's like i'd really i'm i'm going to do some research on it but i would really love to see what the change in our behaviours because of isolation is actually done towards kind of the environment and slowing down that, mm. you know.
1: Well, I think there's, I think the biggest problem is, you know, fossil fuels and yeah. that hasn't really slowed down. Like I think Yeah, you're right. um, I found out the other, like obviously a lot of things would have stopped, you know, like you know, the canals, obviously the water's clear and there's a lot of amazing things happening. It's just from us not going outside. You know? Yeah. And I guess it shows how much of an impact we have just by, Existing really, and um, I think I heard the other day that, well, once once the oceans like degrees gets to two degrees,
0: yeah,
1: um, that's when corals would start bleaching.
0: Yeah, Um, the bleach. Yeah, they release a certain chemical that kills themselves. And
1: we've we've got to one point five now, and the other day Greenland. Lost a sheet of ice the size of France. So things, that's massive. Yeah, things are still pretty bad. Yeah, and not enough is being done, especially in our own government. Like, um, we should be moving towards renewables, but um, we've moved towards gas. Which at the start of the lockdown, Scott Morrison released all environmental laws on fracking. Yeah. Which, you know, fracking mining is just causing so much devastation. You know, like look at the the River Darling that dried up and yeah. all the horses that drank from the water were dead and there were that many dead fish in the water in the in the river and yeah. that was from fracking because mm-hmm. it poisons poisons the water systems and now that's gonna be happening happening to obtain gas, which is our new renewable resource which all environmental scientists and scientists in general have recommended against but yeah it's happening just to be able to keep you know big business in power and obtaining wealth yeah. and i think that's that's terrifying you know yeah. that's terrifying that all this is happening you know with the rising temperatures like the bushfires yeah. and we still our government still isn't Making drastic changes, yeah. I think that's a real worry, and I think it's just even more of a right for people to stand up and demand a change. You know, that's what
0: and it, and like you know saying that, you know, to the person listening to this now, how how do we do that? What do we do? Like, well, I guess
1: it's it's really just it's dependent on on who you vote for. Really, who you yeah. want leading this country? You know, at the moment. Government's not doing anything really to yeah. help better the earth and this country, environmentally speaking. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just in everyone's best interest to vote for the party best, you know, chosen that's not going to kill us all, I yeah. guess, you know, which, you know, I guess would probably be the Greens party. Yeah. But, you know, and it's hard It's hard once things start getting politicised, I yeah. think. But I don't think, I think the problem is, this isn't a political issue, you it's know?
0: A, it's a, just a it's, general it's all-round... Like, the world's <laughs>
1: like, heating up. Like, it's yeah. pretty much on fire. Let's do something about it. Yeah. It's, it's It shouldn't be an agenda by political different parties political parties. Stuff, it should yeah. be on everyone, every political parties Like, they should be on the front foot about it. But it's just it's just not happening.
0: Um, so, what I'm going to do for you listening, because even listening to that, it just, you know, I get this feeling... Again, of being overwhelmed and
1: just being like, yeah. oh, fuck, what can it's I It's so do? daunting. It's daunting, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's terrifying, but something needs to be done. You yeah. know? That fear is coming from a real place. Yeah. And I think to run away and hide is, you know...
0: It's, it's doing a disservice to you exactly. and everyone you, you love.
1: know, it's terrifying, but I think we all really do have a responsibility whether we like it or not. Yeah. You know? And throughout history, I think, you know, they're going to look back and if we're the generation that did nothing, I mean, how are you going to yeah. feel about yourself? Yeah. You know, like, people are going to ask why they didn't do anything. Why yeah. didn't they stand up, you know? And what what would we have to say for ourselves? Yeah. We're too scared or we didn't think we could do it or, you know, I guess. Yeah. But hey, who am I? Yeah? No. <laughs> who am I to say?
0: But I think that, like, also to kind of take that, that fear and that kind of feeling that you might have sitting in your chest, you know, get educated, you know, start following Greenpeace and, you know, all of these amazing environmental bodies that are out there that are trying yeah. to fight the crusade with little to no funding at all, you know. Um, turn get that just, negative into positive. Exactly. Get educated, you know, figure out what you can do as one person and then share that. Because I think the first thing to kind of creating a resolve is identifying the problem, creating a solution and then sharing that. And I think the best way to share it in this day and age is education through Instagram posts, Facebook posts, links, podcasts. Yeah. Well, well you know, social date, media you know. is
1: such a, an amazing, like everyone uses social media every single day. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important to be able to, to for you, to be, for anyone listening, to, to use that time mm. productively. You know, it doesn't matter what way it is, mm. but to be educating yourself about, you know, anything, but things that are important as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, environment is an environment is an easy way to do that. You know, just follow Greenpeace on Instagram. That's just a start. And what it'll do, it'll just open up a circle for you yeah. where, you know, you can be informed daily about certain things from different pages from different people expressing like different problems and and most places will represent a way that you can sign up and help make a change or make a donation or whatever and i think if enough people get behind it then there's real there's possibility for big change but it's just it just depends on enough people getting behind it you know
0: um and another heavy topic that I'd like to touch on um, is with you Is and there's something that you're so extremely passionate about and it's one of the... Oh, it's absolutely incredible to watch. Um, and I think it is something that... I wouldn't say I'm hesitant to talk about on a podcast. That's literally going into the free world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm... I think I have a fear of people's reactions to what we're about to talk about because of how scary it is. But that makes me more excited, I think, to share it with everyone. Yeah. And that is what is the fight of the Indigenous people of Australia. Yeah. Um, and I kid you not, like... Noah and I have been watching documentaries and movies about this because, you know, we do want to be talking from an educator point of view and, I mean, I guess I'd like to say I'm grateful for the land that we're speaking on to be able to share this information and every piece of land that I've walked on because I know that it's not mine and I'm just grateful to be here to be able to talk about it.
1: Well, yeah, well, I mean, when we look back, we can look at back in our balcony and see, you know, a pack of kangaroos out there. I mean, you know, what's more Australian than that? hundred you know? percent. Oh
0: they've got they've got three little Joeys. Five will become eight. We're exactly. really excited. We're, very
1: excited. <laughs> We're not allowed to have pets in our in our place, so the kangaroos are the The kangaroos, kangaroos are our pets. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think you look out there and you can just I don't know you just this is Aboriginals used to walk used to walk right here. You know, they used, this was their land, all of it, you know, and um I think the biggest problem in australia right now it's just there is nowhere near enough education about what 100%. is really going on what has really happened and people just don't know people yeah. just have no idea and i think that really sadly turns to a lot of people having a really a
0: preconceived a, notion yeah and about a, aboriginals
1: and it's 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 just i think there was a recent study that showed three out of four australians have a negative bias towards aboriginals
0: yeah you know, and
1: that's three out of four that's what disgusting. was what was
0: that like study what was that like based off of i think you've told me but
1: um oh geez i can't remember i think, I think it, was, it, was just, it was
0: photograph based wasn't it so they i'm not exactly of,
1: sure it could have been though yeah
0: yeah because i think i remember like even Ella was talking about it or something like that but it was based off of they showed kind of photographs and people's reactions it was gauged. it was a study based on kind of you know, people's initials reaction yeah. to
1: that. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, like I can only speak of where I went to school, but, you know, we learnt about, you know, the day that we invaded Australia and you learn about our history of, you know, Captain Cook and what happened and then what happened from there. and But you don't really learn about the Aboriginal and history, the Aboriginal side that. of it or anything prior to that at all, you know. Um you know, in school, we were taught that Aboriginals had been here for over 40,000 years, but you know, later now it's proved that they've been here for a lot longer, you know, 80,000 yeah. years, if not 100,000 years, if not longer, which you know predates the theory that we moved from Africa to here by yeah. 10,000 years. So,
0: yeah, which is that's fucking amazing. Yeah, you
1: know, it's unreal, you know, and it, it just blows everything out of the you know it blows everything that we have know about out of the water you know yeah they've always been here and we've in the what 200 plus years that we've been here like the travesties that we've managed to do to their people and the land and we watched the Adam Adam Goods documentary, the final quarter. Yeah,
0: it's on stand. So if you can yeah. if you love the footy and you'd like to get educated on something, you know, it's it's a little bit lighter than I think another f- documentary that we watched called Utopia. Um, which is a little bit hard to find, but it's by I'll I'll put it on the Instagram so yeah. you guys can, you know, find it easier. Um, but I think it, it's a really beautiful start to kind of understand how easy it is for, you know, how easy it is for Australia in this day and age to just kind of brush everything yeah. that happened underneath, under the carpet.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, the it, just, rug. <laughs> <laughs> and it just shows like in, in the documentary about the, the racism that is in this country, you know, and a lot of, I think it's just like, a, it's such a casual racism but with you know, when it's the majority of the population, it really does have a horrible effect on a lot of people. You know, not just Aboriginals, but a lot yeah. of other different nationalities yeah. in this country. Um, but you know, I remember yeah, going to school and not really learning much about it, but not not even I guess really having the question to ask because you think you've learned everything. You know, yeah. so I guess it takes everyone to be able to have a really open mind and. Yeah. realize that maybe everything they've learned or you know haven't learned you know isn't everything and yeah i remember there was an aboriginal music, uh musician who came to our school to do a bit of a performance and he um also you know spoke halfway through would like speak about you know i guess aboriginals just trying to educate us as yeah. children and um he mentioned a few names of some i can't remember the names but they were you know, pioneers for Aboriginal people, and yeah. he mentions the names, and not a single person knew who these yeah. who these men and women were. And he was he he said how disgusted he was in the school for not knowing these, yeah. and you know, and all the teachers are looking around blank face because they they don't even know, you know, yeah. no one no one knows. It's just. It's the education system that's yeah. also wrong, you know. But I know you had a different experience yeah, when you so were at your I, school. Yeah,
0: so I I was really really lucky. So um, I moved over to Australia when I was nine, um, and I lived in North Queensland in a little town called Mackay for about four years, um, and then in Sydney for about a year, and now I'm and I've been in Melbourne um, for the last like five years, five six years now. Yeah. Um. Wow, well, that's flown. Um, and so I spent, you know, a quite a a fair, so four years in North Queensland. So that's kind of the end of primary school, start of high school. Um, and my primary school that I went to was, um, I think it was, it was really beautiful to kind of see how much they really did acknowledge the Aboriginal culture. I think because, you know, the north the, like the further north you go the more kind of aboriginal communities are present within yeah. the community like everyday community yeah. my best friend one of my soul sisters you know is aboriginal and she's proud of it and she's also been a really important person in educating me a lot about it um but i think you know even up there where they were still so Open and it was still so heavily introduced into the curriculum. Yeah, like you know, learning about the traditional uses of rainforest. We had a mini rainforest at our primary school. Hmm. I've eaten, you know, green ants, and we learned about bush tucker, and it was it was incredible. Yeah, but I still experienced racism. Yeah, for sure, because I was a brown girl that spoke differently, Hmm. and. I think that's how, you know, me and Janae really bonded because we were two brown girls that were different that nobody really kind of got. So we took the time to understand each other. But I think that, you know, if only that level was introduced, like in primary school was introduced down here, I think it would be so beneficial. And even, you know, back in New Zealand where where I was born and I'm raised until I was nine years old, the presence of Maldi culture. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, New
1: Zealand is such a good example of...
0: Of, like, how to kind of merge the two together in education. Yeah. I mean, every nation still has its kinks that they need to iron out. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, learning to count in Mori by the age of... <laughs> you know, six or seven years old is something that I'll hold dear to me for forever, you know, and I think to come over to Australia and really kind of see, you know, I stood back and I saw the differences and they had no idea, you know. I'm so grateful for my outdoor ed teacher in, you know, in later high school who you know, it, it's it's part of the outdoor ed curriculum, which you know it's just that little slice yeah. in such a big curriculum that's offered to us. Yeah. Um. But it was one thing that she was so passionate about, and you know, the Grampians has this like such a rich, rich culture, of, you know, that relates to the indigenous, yeah. um, people, you know, and she was really kind of like, no, guys appreciate this because this is this is it you know and I think the people that you know I did some polls on my Instagram my personal Instagram about you know do you feel like you were educated enough you know do you feel like you'd like to see it more and I'll post a link to sign a petition that goes towards getting it into the curriculum in Australia but a lot of the people that said yes they were educated actually went to my school Okay, in high yeah, school yeah. and a lot of people that said no were just like other people that i knew so yeah. it was really cool to see you know that was probably a handful of teachers within a school yeah. that really drove that education so yeah. i guess it kind of stems back to the a couple of people who make such a difference it's just and i think one thing that i also don't understand is it's such a beautiful culture it's yeah. based on love and communication, and like, you know, connecting with the land, and the Dreamtime stories are beautiful, the art is incredible, I just, I don't understand why people wouldn't want to be. Oh, uh, We have,
1: you know, just so much to learn, you know, and I think um, it's, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but WA have just um, started um, backburning, and it's completely controlled by Aboriginals, so That's they're amazing. giving them, you know, back their responsibility, and um, you know, giving them leadership roles and controlling and helping the Australian environment, which is something that they maintain for over 80,000 years, yeah. you know? So you couldn't pick any better people for the job and
0: Imagine it needs how to happen, you incredible know? incredible that's going to be, like, in years to come. Like, that responsibility starting now, that's going to be handed on generations to generations yeah, for sure. these people. And
1: they just, they know so much more than we ever could, you know, they learn over period of 80,000 years plus, you know, and yeah. look at what we've done to it in, you know, 200 plus years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a really also good book to, um, I guess, learn more about the Aboriginal history and it's called um, Dark Emu and it's one that I've been reading at the moment. And um, it's a book written by a professor in aboriginal studies and it's um i think it's used all these sources by letters actually written from the first settlers that came to australia yeah so there's actually a lot of like first settlers that wrote diary entries and stuff like that all about what they first saw and experienced um when they first came to this country and it talks about their experience with aboriginal people and their practices and what they did and he's obtained, like, I think over a thousand letters just from people keeping the diaries within their families. Yeah, wow. So it's written entirely just, well, not entirely, but it's mass- as, uh, majorly just by um, information that's obtained from these letters, you know, of what what it really was. And it's such a, an amazing eye-opener, I guess, into how things really were and what they were like at that time. And it, it shows how actually advanced Aboriginals were. And, you know, it it's it shows you the truth and it it's important because it shows that how much that we're told is a lie you know everything we're told is a lie and i think that's a massive reflection on our government and the education system and also the documentary that we watched um last night utopia
0: yeah which is a really which is a really heavy one i think i spent I mean, a lot, I and mean, we haven't even finished it yet. A lot of the time I was in tears. It yeah, was it's really hard to watch. Because you just kind of, you know, we're sitting here in a beautiful house with our full-time jobs and, you know, the luxury to walk out and, you know, if we want a job, we can get it. If we want this, we can get it. And then you just, you know, a story of someone being arrested and being put in the back of a divvy van that was, you know, a, a, sh- a ship box divvy van. And, you know, the temperatures in the back of this van got so high. What, what was it 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 like,
1: got to 56 degrees.
0: 56 degrees. An unbearable heat. Um, and then that, you know, that soul ended up passing away because he was, he was cooked to death. And yeah. I think that, you know... It kind of... I stemmed it back to... You know, it's the Black Lives Matter movement. That movement does not just exist in America. Yeah. It exists in every single country, every single continent. Yeah. Um. And I think, you know, if the roles were reversed, I think everything in this life, if the roles were reversed, like how would you act? Yeah. You know, if that was your brother, if that was your sister, your auntie, you know, your uncle would you just, you know, kind of sit back and be like, mm, that's just how it is? Or would you do something about it, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's where, you know, it takes a lot of empathy. And, um, you know, it goes into these remote Aboriginal communities in, like, the Northern Territory and Queensland and just shows how they live. And they're just... They have not received a single cent of help at all, you know? Yeah.
0: And yeah. you see these beautiful people that, yeah. are, that are going out there and they're trying and these are people that probably don't have anything but they're like well I, I have to do something so they just go out there and you know doctors they try and go help and one of the doctors said that you know she's looking out for cholera yeah and like that that isn't even a disease that should be t- spoken about in modern times, well, you know?
1: Australia is, like, um... We're, like, on the, the United Nations, like, list for... We've got diseases that exist in these Aboriginal um, communities, communities yeah. that don't exist in, you know, third-world countries. Yeah. Fine. You know? Like, in Pakistan, they don't... You know, I think that was a reference that they used, yeah. you know? Um and it's disgusting and the problem is that they're saying that you know the the problem with helping out aboriginal communities has just become so politicized that to every government's too scared to go near it and i think that's just a horrible disgusting excuse that nothing's being done and um i think the more you educate yourself i think the more you find like you think that like how dare people have be so ignorant to have a yeah. negative bias against these people, you know, after yeah. we've taken absolutely everything from them and continue to take. Like um at the moment in Queensland there's other um there's Aboriginal communities that are fighting off the Adani coal mine because again, they're taking their lands, you know, like um just recently a forty six thousand year old, you know, Aboriginal cave with, you know, artifacts that had been found and drawings was exploded to... It was destroyed completely to make way for a mind. And
0: I guess... And I think that that also goes to emphasise what you don't see in the news. Yeah. You know? And so that's where I kind of... Like, education and, you know, word of mouth is so, so powerful. You as an individual are so powerful. What you share, what you consume, you know, is so powerful. You know, like, even if you just post a couple words and someone skims over it, even if they don't interact with yeah. it, that's still entering their subconscious. Yeah, it's an influence, this, you know.
1: know. It's, it's, it's up to you what you're influenced by, I guess, what you choose to be influenced by. And it's really important to make sure that your influencers are educating you about these things, you know. And um, Yeah, um, so I think this is happening in... Queensland at the moment these aboriginal communities are uh, started like spiritual fires and everything doing tr- like dances to make sure that you know the government and the Adani coal mine they they know that this is their land and they're not letting them take it and yeah. they tried to meet with the minister of um, the premier of Queensland to have a talk about it yeah. tried to have a meeting with the um, person in charge of aboriginal affairs yeah and they both declined and instead they sent 50 police officers to try to evacuate them to uh, to move Which them off their false. lands you know and have we learned nothing from our history you know yeah
0: have we have we not learned anything from you know the past year in a different country yeah. you know like but again i think that you know, while this is another thing that's quite heavy and a lot to take on, you have, you know, such an influence to be able to kind of change that. And I think Noah is just an incredible person that gets to be able to kind of spark that light within people. And it isn't a conversation that a lot of people want to start because you do feel helpless and everything like that. But I promise you one little thing can go such a long way and and just and just speaking about it you know oh you know guys this is what i learned the other day that's going on pretty fucking shit right yeah you know and just kind of again that awareness i love that and starting yeah being
1: awareness and starting a conversation i guess about it you know it's the best obviously now it's harder to do that and yeah that, this this situation they're in has kind of put a pause on everything but I think you know I guess if you're that someone listening you who isn't working or has a lot of spare time yeah, you know what a perfect time. time to be able to educate yourself so that I know when you do you're
0: ready you got catch the up facts. With your friends,
1: it's like all right well let's get let's get into it let's try and do something you know let's educate ourselves let's try and make a difference you know because I think the time we're in now I think we really all there's so many things that we need to do to make a change in the world yeah in so many different avenues and I think it's it's really up to us you know all these old 74 year old men that are running the world (laughs) and saying that climate change doesn't exist you know they're they're gonna be they're a dying breed you know. yeah and I think that we need to be the new you know the new
0: face of the world that yeah. changes it you and know? I think if one good thing comes out of this time of solidarity and being by yourself it's time to educate um you know and time to reflect I guess as well because I just imagine a world where we're all integrated and we're all one and it will happen one day I was saying to you know Allah and Sarah the other day I think that in the end, the perfect race is going to be one that is completely combined. Yeah. Cause that's how we're all going to be soon enough, you know?
1: Yeah. But we won't get the chance to, if the world's on fire, everyone. So <laughs> let's try and, oh, let's try shit. and get it. You know, let's do something about that. Please.
0: Jesus. We will. We will. Hey, <sighs> this is a start. All right. Please. We're starting a movement. Please be. Don't you worry about it. Oh, <sighs> all about education (laughs) um so i guess that goes to finish off the first podcast with the main character that is noah
1: thanks for having me
0: um it's a pleasure and you know there'll be many more Podcasts. I oh,
1: hope. Geez, I think I just spoke about everything. <laughs> I have to educate myself a bit more on some other things.
0: Um, you know, where we kind of talk about everything. But a lot of what we spoke about will be on the Instagram, the main character podcast. Um, and I'd really love to hear your thoughts about kind of what we spoke about. And if anything resonated with you, I have a strong belief that this podcast will find anyone that it needs to. Um but thank you guys for listening and if you know and if you've made it to the end you know good job because this is a lot of heavy stuff that yeah, we've just I know we of kind
1: of, <laughs> of really scanned over a lot of really important stuff so
0: thank you go and
1: educate yourself yeah. so that you know more than because we didn't obviously tell you everything yeah um because you know there's a, there's so much to go over we could that, go talk know. for
0: hours i guess if
1: anything at all sparked your interest at all you know just do some research, get out there and you learn yourself.
0: You don't understand how powerful you are. I mean, hell, I'm just a girl that started a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, you can do anything. I believe in you. Um, But thank you for listening. Um, and thank you, Noah, for taking the time to come and chat. No worries. And, uh, Anytime. And I guess um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, heaps. Remember, everything that you feel, see and love is yours, and you, you're your own main character.